Fuck George Zimmerman. Now who's smarter? You're in the garbage. Roll for whether or not we'll ever get laid. Und kinder either. Empty chairs. That's big enough, I guess. George Guy, the science man. Fuck Elvis. <laughs> and his flat ass. Mommy's horny. Hey, you sexy dabblers. Welcome to another episode of People Time. Oh, we love to have you guys join us and learn more about history. Thank you. And party it up. Yeah, put on your party hat. Woo! I'm sh- I know you have one. Get it on right now. Dabblers all have party hats because we're the-, we're the party type of folks. Yeah. We're not those lame folks. <laughs> Just don't wear a hat. No. We have those pointy hats that everybody has, and we keep them in our desk at work, and we put it on because we're like, it's party time. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Mm-hmm. <coughs> time. I'm in the program. Fuck. People time. Um, You can't stop people time. You can try, but you will die. Mm. What? What? Oh, well, so wait, what's your name? Uh, my name is Abe Froman, sausage sausage king of Chicago. Abe Froman? Yeah. Sausage king of Chicago. Are you saying that I am not who I say I am? No, I agree. Are you getting snotty? No. Snooty? Is there some sort of reference I should be getting, or is you just Abe? Uh, that's from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, shit, I haven't seen that in ages. Ugh, I was sick last week. Yeah, that's a good six movie to watch. Watched a lot of movies, and I watched that one twice. <laughs> you have a fever. Yeah, if you watch it with the fever, and then later after the medicine kicks in, it's a whole it's a whole day. Yeah, and when it gets you get you start seeing things that you never saw before. Oh yeah, because you're like, not only do I understand Cameron differently, yeah, but Sloan is just hot the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a great cultural movie that is. It is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking love that movie so much. Yeah. But I am Abe Froman. Okay. So, yeah. He's uh, kind of dreamy looking. Blue eyes. Leather jacket. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm Cringy Frank. <laughs> Cringy Frank. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I want to know what you do. <laughs> yeah, you'll figure it out. You'll find out. You'll, you'll get it. A little bit of cringe here and there. Mm-hmm. You're gonna say some stuff. And we're all gonna go. Oh, I'm gonna take my party hat off. <laughs> I don't know. Keep it on. I like it better. It's good. <laughs> I like the pokey end. I'd love to be invited to a party sometime. It'd be great. It'd be really cool. <sighs> like to be a part of one sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is this is people time. This is people time. This is people time. Yeah, peep peep old time. Yeah, we do influential people in the histories, and we tell butt jokes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just realized I'm supposed to give the uh, thing, and I had it, and then I forgot it, so I'm gonna grab it. Oh, the fun factors. Yeah. Um. While we're talking about that, I could say um. Because we haven't updated the Popple War in a little while. We are currently yes. in a uh, Popple Time. If you didn't know, there's a podcast called Popple Time, and they got really mad at us because we have similar names, and we went to war, and there's a lot of death, and a lot of the characters that we use uh, have been fighting the war. And we recently uh, called the truce. Yes. 
because uh, the main popple that I uh, interact with, his name is Putter. He uh, he said that he wanted to take a minute because he had a side thing he was working on where I guess there's this popple named um, Poporge Popper Zimmerman. Mm-hmm. And he was really mad about that and he wanted to kill him. And then when he explained it to me, he said that this specific popple was a gigantic asshole and uh, killed a kid popple. So they they wanted our help, so I enlisted some of our our characters to go do that, so they killed them. And then I was like, you know, in our universe, we have a similar jackass named George Zimmerman, um, whom I hate with a very, very deep passion. So, I don't know if you've read it in the news yet, but uh, George Zimmerman's body should be found uh, sometime this morning with a lot of little tiny popple mark incisions on his body that took about a day and a half probably to kill him. The, the popples just <coughs> cut him up into the little, little tiny pieces, and he, Jeez. he cried the whole that's time. That's some torture shit. That's some, like, Vlad the Impaler shit, man. Pretty much. Ugh. Yeah, they did impale him uh, with a little, it's an it adorable little popple stick. Little little toothpick. Oh, it's so cute. But then they spread his asshole open, and he went, <laughs> and uh, we all feel really good about that. So we've called the truce on our, our standing of uh, fuck George Zimmerman. All right, so you want the uh, fun fact of the day? Yes. All right. So uh, we've said it before on our episode because we've quoted other people, uh, but have you ever heard the term jumping Jehoshaphat? I've heard it. And it's been used in, I think, some movies here and there and some pop culture. Jumping Jehoshaphat. And I was like, what does that even mean? Where does that even come from? So I had to go look it up. So the fun fact today is that there was a king who was named Jehoshaphat. Hmm. And it got popular to start using his name almost as a euphemism to saying Jesus Christ or using uh, Jehovah. So they would say, jump in Jehoshaphat. And that was a way of like, how we say like, oh my gosh, instead of oh my God. Oh, weird. Because it's kind of like uh, taking the Lord's name in vain. So they used to say, jump in Jesus? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think it's just to kind of put the... It's kind of like, shut the front door. It sounds like you're about to say something bad. Yeah. So it's just kind of, oh, frick. But it's been around since the 1800s and was even used in books as early as in The Headless Horseman, um, which is a wow. book written by Thomas Mainride, uh, Reed. Sorry. And uh, I don't know. Just thought it was kind of a strange and silly. Yeah. People don't really use it quite so commonly today. Well, it's weird because you think about a lot of those silly, whatever, exclamations, and you think they're just nonsense, but... That's like a thing. Yeah, and the, the king ruled, and there's a whole entire backstory with him. Maybe we could people time him. Who knows? Yeah, let's let's people time jumpy Jehoshaphatties. Yeah. I bet he jumped all over the fucking place. I bet he absquatulated himself all over the fucking place. <laughs> <laughs> well, who are we learning about today on people time? Uh, George Cuvier. George Cuvier. I know nothing of George Cuvier. You know what? Pretty much nobody does. Just us. Yeah, just there's you. there's no podcast about him. There's no books that are still in print. Well, how do you know about him? Um, through some deep googling, <laughs> I found some articles and some museum stuff, and I found a book from the 1800s about him. <laughs> you said I, there was no books. 
It's not in print. Oh. It's one of those that like you can go onto Google Books and it's just free now. It's, yeah, it's like a PDF form. You can just read yeah. through it. I read a PDF book this week. <laughs> How was that? It was weird. Hard on the eyes? Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Especially the way they used to write back then. So what made you even think to look this guy up? Um, He's the first paleontologist what? Of, of all time. Really? And actually had a pretty interesting influence on the development of evolution. Well, the theory of, anyway. Is he like the forgotten guy of evolution? I, th I think he is. Oh. Well, his evolutionary theories are not useful, but he was part of the build-up to it. I think he should be more famous. Yeah. Well, let's that's fucking... My, that's my guess. Or my stance. I'm ready to learn your teaching. <gasps> Woo! Woo! So, George, what was his last name again? Uh, Cuvier. Cuvier. When did George Cuvier... When was he born? What time frame are we talking about here? August 23rd, 1769. Ooh. The he, 1700s. Yeah. Well... We're going back in time, folks. Mm. Be prepared to be absquatulated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, his full name is, um, weird. Uh, his whole name is Jean Leopold Nicholas Cretian Dagobert Frederick Cuvier. <laughs> Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Nike. Camacho. Camacho, yeah. Uh, and he's also, in the future, he becomes a baron, so you could put Baron Jean Leopold, yada, yada, yada. Why does he have ten names in his name? People just did that kind of thing. Some people today don't even believe in giving a middle name. Like, I've met people who are like, I don't have a middle name. I'm like, that's okay. Yeah, my mom doesn't have a middle name. Yeah. And I always thought that was weird. And this guy's got ten middle names. Yeah. Do you think, like, when his parents are mad, they have to say his whole name when they're like... Or, like, however mad his mom is, she says so many how names. Far, how far she gets into it's his like, name. It's like, Jean Leopold Nicholas. He's like, eh, I'm all right. I don't have to go Jean right Leopold... Nicholas Cretian Dagobert. He's like, oh, oh shit, 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 shit. Okay, I'm coming. I'm getting my ass beat today. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, the funny thing is, if you notice, George is not even in there. Yeah, why? His dad's middle name is George. That's why George. <laughs> Which middle name of his dad's is George? Thirteenth. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, don't know. I found his dad's name is Jean George. I shouldn't say Jean. It's French, so it's Jean. Jean. Uh, Jean George Cuvier. And then his mom is Anne Clemence Chatel Cuvier. Oh. And we're in France, but it's not really France yet. There's like some France is France and some parts aren't. Is it England or Poland or other it's, stuff? It's in a place in like the southeast called Montbéliard, which is part of, they called it back then the Dukedom of Württemberg. Oh, okay. So... They And they actually called themselves the Holy Roman Empire. Oh, yeah. But it's not the Holy Roman Empire the Holy you're Ro thinking of. Yeah, the Holy Roman Empire is further east. And dead, I think, by now. Well, mm. I mean, I think they're alive in Rome. Oh, yeah. But what you have is a guy or a bunch of people who are mostly in, like, what is current-day Germany um, who have an emperor. And back in, like, 800 AD, their emperor was Charlemagne. I have heard of Charlemagne. We maybe will people time him, I guess. Yeah. But the Holy Roman Empire was pretty much dead by then. But Charlemagne was like, nah, -uh, I represent everything that they did. So the Holy Roman Empire, which was really just like Germany. Yeah. From the 800s up, 
Uh, they just called themselves that. No. Oh. And one of their kingdoms, a dukedom, was called Württemberg. Down in France. Down in France. Germany and what's going on in France just throughout history. Those two fucking hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. constantly. Yeah, out of here. No. Nuh-uh. No. I'm gonna uh, no. I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> and uh, so George is one of two kids. Uh, his parents had a bunch of others, but they all died because it's 1700s. It's just hard to do. Yeah. So he has a brother, but he doesn't come up again. <laughs> yeah. We don't care about him. Cool. Um, and this, uh, I should say, this this uh, Roman Empire he's a part of holds sway over that part of France until Napoleon takes it over. Okay. Napoleon actually plays a decent part in this story. Oh, weird. Because this is when Napoleon is like the guy in France. Oh, that's nice. So uh, his dad was a former military guy. Uh, he was a com- he was the commander of arms over the city of Württemberg. Uh, he married late. He was about fifty when he married uh, George's mom, who was like twenty. And his mom was uh, nice and bright and pretty. Was she banging? Banging. Nice. I was trying to I was trying to say it in a nice way. Yeah, but she totally was like fucking, like, fucking yeah. hot. Yeah, hot. <laughs> um, but she was really, really smart lady who was into good learning, and so she tutored George from a very young age. And by the time he was four, he was able to read, what, and do math and shit like that. I wasn't doing that when I was four. My parents were doing shit with me when I was four. I was barely building blocks. I was about to say I was putting the blocks to the stupid holes or whatever. I couldn't figure it out. But this won't go in. Smashing it. Yeah. Like throw it away. Fine. Fuck you. It's broken. Dad, it's broken. Now who's smarter? You're in the garbage. (laughs) Standing over the garbage, like, yeah. (laughs) Who's stupid now? (laughs) And my parents walked by. You are, son. You are. Just kept going. And then you just go right to the TV and just plop down. Yeah. Um, but he was kind of a sickly kid, uh, so his mom doted on him, but he was also a very curious young little boy. And in school, because of his mom's tutoring, he was actually smarter than the other simpletons that were there. <laughs> oh, simpletons, I love that word. He sort of, uh, I think his whole life was like that. He just felt like he was surrounded by simpletons. Idiots everywhere. Uh, God. I'm a cuvier. Yes, the answer is pi 36, idiot. <laughs> idiot. I threw my blocks away. <laughs> uh, but he was also said to have have a photographic memory. So Ooh. his mom would read him stuff or he would read stuff. So that's like Tesla style because Tesla had Pretty the... Uh, well, yeah. I guess they call it eidetic now. Eidetic memory. Whatever. A strong eidetic memory. Yeah. You look at something and it just makes an impression on their brain and they can just recall it like a computer. Yeah. I don't know. I want that. I don't know what that's like. The only thing I can do that with is Ferris Bueller's Day Off quotes. And that's just right now. And the office quotes, yeah. Actually, yeah, with office quotes. Yeah, I can do a lot of, yeah. No. Yeah. I love inside jokes. I'll be a part of one someday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I already said one this earlier this yeah. episode. Hey, come out. We just, yeah, <laughs> we, we said we were going to stop doing that for new listeners, but we're not really going to stop doing that. <laughs> I just can't foresee us stopping. Oh, that's all right. I'm sure most people are getting... A lot of people watch The Office. They're going to get those jokes. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but with his memory, he memorized all kinds of shit. He would read histories 
and natural science books, and he was really into the old uh, uh, Roman writer Virgil, and he just memorized all that shit. And when he was 14, he created an academy of schoolmates. He called it an academy. Mm-hmm. It was just a bunch of his schoolmates. He would sit them around a table and preside over discussions of philosophy and science. Hmm. He's a nerd. Yeah. And he collects other nerds. He's a, Yeah. He's a goddamn nerd. And then they have nerdy discussions while playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, they, they think they're smart. Does your half-elf hit or does it miss? Roll for incentive. <laughs> Roll for whether or not we'll ever get laid. <laughs> it's always zero. There's not even nah. there's not even a zero on the dice, but I can tell you I know it's zero. It's a natural zero. Like, it lands on zero, and you're like, that wasn't there before. <laughs> That's just the universe, It just I goes guess. through 1 through 20, and there's now a zero. Sorry, George. This is your life. Um... But uh, that's the kind of nerd he is. In uh, 1784 to 1788, he goes to the Academy Caroline. What's that? It's a sort of prestigious school in Germany. Oh, for smarty pants. Smarty pants kids. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he learned about anatomy and dissection and politics and history and law and arts and math and that's what I'm about. All in the same class? Yeah, they just sat him down. They're like, really? cut this open. Now start speaking French. Now, count the organs. The politics of a dead frog. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he also, because even though where he lived was sort of like a German settlement, he spoke French. And when he got to this, this school, they only spec, or spoke German, so he learned German. They only speculated the Deutsch. They only speculated the Deutsch. And I can't speak German. He speckled to do each pretty quickly. Did he? Oh, yeah. he's got an eidetic memory. He's got to like. It was really easy. Let for me him. see that book. Okay, I got it. Thanks. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, five. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. Ich bin ein Weiner. <laughs> Und keiner Eier. Yeah. Death to Jews. Is that German? <laughs> yeah, whatever language you say it in, as long as that's what it means, it's German. <laughs> it's German. If you say it angry enough, it's German. Um, but. Uh, this is actually, so him learning German, this is a good example, because we like to talk about how Wikipedia shouldn't be trusted all the time. Of course, yeah. It's kind of a bad source. I mean, it's not kind of, it is a bad source. It's got some nice stuff. It's got some bad stuff. It's a good jumping off point if you're like, yeah. what's this guy about? And then don't retain any of the details. Well, and it's small things. Well, sometimes it's big things, but I was reading his Wikipedia page, and like I said, like one of the main sources for this research was a book from the 1800s called Memoirs of Cuvier, which are actually not his memoirs. They're an analysis of his memoirs by a lady in the 1800s. Oh. And she mentioned that when he went to school, uh, the quote from the book was roughly that he gained many prizes while in school, most attentively the prize of learning German. Oh, you get a prize. The people that already speak German are like, that's not fucking fair. Well, that's the thing. It's not he didn't get a prize. Oh, she's using language to be like it's a prize for him to learn German. Oh, it's a a, a salute to you, sir. A exactly. good job, and that a boy. Quite a prize for you, sir. A praise. Exactly. You could probably use it more as a praise. If you read the Wikipedia page, it says he learned a prize for learning German. <laughs> and then it marked that resource. And then I read the resource, and I was like, like idiots. 
can't trust this fucking website. No. So subtlety, folks. Mm. Careful with that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, after graduation, he was a tutor uh, to a family in Normandy. Oh, Normandy. Quite an upstanding family, and he comes from a more poor background, so he finally lives in a very nice way. So he's gone up north now. Yeah, he went from that school in Germany, and he graduated, so he goes back to France, and now he's up north in in, in the Normandy towns. Looking over towards Britain. Saluting. Hello, Britain. Cross that channel, boys. Mm. Several hundred years later. (laughs) (laughs) Really heroically. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> um, this is a really nice place. I hope nothing bad ever happens here. I hope there's not a war here. Yeah. With the people that I know. It's a good beach. God, it's a great beach. <laughs> That's funny because he did, he did hang out on the beach because he... Uh, oh, really? Well, he went to Normandy because he wanted to go to Paris, but the French Revolution is happening, parts of it. Oh, okay. Lots of killing in the streets. Uh, he's not a killing kind of guy, so he's like, I'll go up north where it's quiet. It's just like Les Miserables time frame. Yeah. Where uh, people are pulling out other people's teeth and shit. Frog voice boy. Yeah. He's, Are tables and chairs? Empty. <laughs> empty chairs. <laughs> yeah. All by myself. <laughs> and then he's all like, a frog. I need to dissect it. Oh, I better cut that open and count its organs. No! <laughs> Run away! Run away! <laughs> Miss Piggy is so sad about the French Revolution. Um, but he was bored as a tutor because he's so smart. You know, he does the tutoring stuff in the day and then he just wanders around the beaches. And uh, from his schooling, he's like, I wonder if there's some science I can do here. And there's a bunch of mollusks on the shore of Normandy. So he starts picking up mollusks uh, cutting them open and sort of dissecting them. Oh. And mollusks are kind of gross. Why? What are they? They're like a shelled, uh, they're like a little shell animal. Like a crab or a snail, some. Kind of like a mixture of a scrap, uh, yeah. A, a, a mixture of them? Whoa, that's a, a, a gross looking thing. A shell, yeah, a snail and a crab. It's kind of gross looking. I'm trying to like. It's kind of awesome looking. Though. I'm reading this guy's like dating profile. He's like, I like long walks on the beach. I cut open animals <laughs> that I find on the beach. And uh, my name is George Pistachio Mountain Dew Ninja Turtles <laughs> Mustache. And the person's like, I can't even read all of his names. Swipe. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on with him. <laughs> I really like to cuddle with my mollusks. <laughs> if you have a hard shell, I can get into that. <laughs> um. Well, he finds a bunch of... Uh, Actually called terabratula. It's a type of like mollusk thing. They're technically called a brachiopod. It's a type of mollusk that is around, but they've been around for millions of years. Okay. They're one of those animals that just adapt correctly and they're just fine. They're like, ah, we don't need to go any further. We're no. getting enough food. We're we're surviving. Everything's great. We did enough. Mm-hmm. It's like crocodiles. They're like, eh. Yeah, we're good. What I'm doing works. Yeah. I'm going to keep doing it. So he found a bunch of these, and he found fossils of them. And he didn't actually, I mean, he found fossils of alive ones, and then dead ones, and old ones, and new ones. And he's like, huh. So he starts cutting them open, breaking them apart, doing comparative analysis of the old ones, and the new ones, and the dead ones, and 
what do they look like compared to mollusks? Obviously, they're cousins, and he starts comparing the anatomy. And <clears throat> he writes a bunch of papers and sends them to a guy named Jeffrey St. Hilaire. And Jeffrey St. Hilaire works at the Museum of Natural History in Paris. Jeffrey St. Hilarious is what I tell the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, no one finds you funny, you dick. Oh. I guess I'll go work on science stuff. We'll just go cut some animals open. <laughs> just jerk off in there. <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, he wants to get into these circles. And uh, so he sends his shit over to Jeffrey. And Jeffrey's like, hey, smart guy. I like what you got going on. Come come, on, come to Paris. Let's do this thing. Yeah. You're a smart guy. Um, Jeffrey St. Hilaire is one of the founding fathers of evolution. Woo! So a lot of people think it's going to be Darwin who explodes the whole goddamn world. Yeah. There was sort of a consensus that was building towards it. It was Darwin's uh, work and his thoughts that really solidified the theory of evolution that we all believe now right he was the catalyst that made us so everybody else got it like yeah, pretty much got the information like, uh i can't really dispute that now oh. like that's a solid ass theory man bam that was nice man uh building up to that was a guy named lamarck and hilaire are primarily the two guys who were talking about we think that things change over time we just don't super know why yeah so hilaire's theory was actually that there are biological changes that happen to organisms slowly over time as the organisms react to their environment. So he's kind of close. Yeah. He doesn't really know about random genetic changes. Right. Uh, he doesn't know that it's random. He thinks the that nature is somehow doing it on purpose. Right, right. But he's getting there. So this is who George works for now. And he becomes a professor of animal anatomy. And around this time, uh, Napoleon hasn't taken over France, but he's working on it, and he's kind of a war guy. And uh, he's going on to an expedition in Egypt, and he actually invites George to go, come help me be a science guy in Egypt. Napoleon does? Yeah. He's like, you know what this war needs? More science. I want to science the fuck out of this war. Yeah. I want to cut some shit open. Yeah. Just count it. Well, George actually turns it down um, <laughs> because he's digging his uh, professorship. It's actually his his boss, Jeffrey Hilaire, who goes. Oh. Which is funny. Yeah. He goes to Egypt. And uh, George starts lecturing for several, several years, and he starts publishing his anatomy papers. Uh, it's also around now 1800 when George uh, accepts a public position under Napoleon as the Inspector General of Public Education and State Counselor. Wow. So he starts becoming important in France. Okay. He actually becomes very important in France eventually. Um, but the State Counselorship is like this huge administrative body that Napoleon started to create to help govern uh, pretty much everything. Like, it's a kingdom under Louis the... 18th i think right now yeah. and he's kind of fucking off general public learning and stuff like that and it's actually napoleon who's like we need an administrative body to oversee a lot of stuff and that's what that's all he's a part of george yeah he actually puts Jar george in charge of public education okay which is pretty neat well that sounds like something that, that's good 
Yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't know how else to say it. I mean, does he do? He does, does he really do well. Oh, okay. Yeah. He does a super good job. He just goes up. He's like, just start cutting open all the frogs and the uh, stuff you find on the shore. Whatever. Everybody, just pick an animal and cut it open. <laughs> Education. All right. Good job. I got to go back to work. Yeah. I got to go fuck a frog. <laughs> um, well, that's actually a fun fact because so the uh, monarchy is over France. Napoleon takes over. The monarchy actually retakes over after Napoleon loses. Yeah. And George at Waterloo. As uh, yeah, and we need to we need to do Napoleon at some point. Yeah, we do. He's uh, on my list. Yeah, he's on mine too. It's just so huge. Yeah, <sighs> that's a big one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There's a lot that we've avoided for that very reason. Yeah. It might be lazy. No. Hey. No. We give three hour episodes. Yeah. I'm just worried about what. It's true, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, uh, Robert E. Lee was epic. Yeah. I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the fun fact is that George worked for all three administrations. I mean, he worked in education during the monarchy. Napoleon kept him. Napoleon left, and the monarchy retook over, and they kept George, which is sort of weird because yeah. when these regimes take over, they kind of want to clean house. Yeah. But George is so... Not only is he not political, like he doesn't care who's in charge. Like, just let me cut shit open. I don't care. Who... Yeah, fine. Go make new laws. Okay. Kill other people. I don't care. Great. Hey, Napoleon. Yeah, go try to take over Russia. Sweet. Sounds great. Whatever. You want to come along? Go away. I am cutting. God. He never He never listens when I'm cutting up on a frog. He knows I do this every Thursday. Yeah. He still interrupts me like, what learning do we have, George? Oh, my God. Let's just go. Like you'd understand it anyway, you idiot. Oh, my God. Oh, you five foot tall little prick. <laughs> the fuck out of here. Well... That's it. He's so non-political and good at his job, he keeps his job. And most people don't uh, during all these changes. So that was notated a lot in his resources. The people were like, well, he must be fucking cool, I guess. Yeah. That's kind of interesting and weird. Go George. Yeah. Um, he uh, Napoleon is now in charge. He takes over. Don't have a lot of the context there because we haven't people timed him yet. But yeah. Napoleon's in charge now. And he loves George. So he's like, you're in charge of all learning stuff. So as Napoleon takes over parts of Europe, he puts George in charge of the learning in those areas. Okay. So at first, Napoleon works on the different provinces in France. So George becomes in charge of the public schools in Marseille, and then Nice, and then Bordeaux. And he's given head secretary of natural sciences. Hmm. Sweet. Secretary. Secretary. Very nice. I don't know. Well, sure. uh, natural sciences. So basically the stuff he's already working in right now then. Yeah. Nice. Biology, really. That's yeah. how we would see it, I guess. And in 1803, he marries a widow named Madame Duvisel. I don't know that much about her. She had a bunch of kids from a previous marriage who all died except one. <laughs> Shit. He had a bunch of kids with her who all died. Really? So, did he have any kids of his own that end up making it? No. Ah, 1800s. I think the, it's a bitch. The oldest was 22, and she was about to get married before she died. Oh man! So she made it kind of far. Kind of far. I don't. Yeah. Something got her. She got the. She got the, the typhoid. cholera. Typhoid. Got the cholera. <laughs> she got the fucking syphilis. Who knows? Fuck only knows, dude. There's so many things that could kill you back then. Yeah. I mean, you could get impaled. 
that could happen. You could just fall off a fucking thing and get an infection. Yeah. But so the only person, the only daughter he ever had was his stepdaughter from his wife. Uh, I couldn't find her name, but uh, she hung out with him for a, for the rest of his life. Oh, that's cool. Got a little pal with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one that really cut him uh, is he had a seven-year-old son who died when he was seven. And for the rest of his life, kind of like Michael Jackson, he would cry whenever he was around seven-year-old boys. Yeah. Well, he's got an identical memory. I'll remember this forever. I'll remember this forever. <laughs> like oh, Tesla. He <laughs> can't forget his dead kid. Yeah. So his whole life, he would sob when he saw yeah. young boys. Just like, uh, I, I know exactly what he looked like. He looked like my son. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> ah. I'm going to go cut something open. It's the only thing that makes me feel better. Where's a mollusk? <laughs> Get me a mollusk. I'm the secretary. Mm-hmm. Um, so he starts doing some lectures that people are like, hmm, about. Because he he's a big thinker. He's an eidetic memory. He reads a lot. He's yeah. sort of the, one of the better science guys in France. And what happens is that there's some people who find some elephant bones well, they're mammoth bones. Oh, okay. But they were talking about how they are mammoths. And he, his theory is that mammoths are a different species than elephants. And prior to this time, people don't believe in extinction. What? Yeah. Like, they just couldn't wrap their heads around the idea of a species being dead. That's... They, they just thought when they found bones of something, they were like, oh, well, that is alive somewhere it's just somewhere else i guess weird. somewhere we just haven't been yet that's a weird thing to think like oh yeah extinction doesn't happen well i think a lot of it is that they just think well why would god make a species and then <laughs> kill say, it? things don't just die they don't just die out that's ridiculous sure fine maybe one of the things inside the species can die everything dies but not entirely yeah like all my kids can i die. can't face my own mortality so i'm not gonna not I'm like, not going to delve into this. Not like my kids. <laughs> yeah, they just couldn't fucking deal with it, yeah. I guess. Um, but he wrote a paper in 1800 called Preliminary Discourse to the Fossil Remains. And it's actually, if you are specifically in college for like this kind of thing, like paleontology, yeah, maybe a professor made you read this once. Because it's kind of a turning point in how people think about all this shit, evolution and, and, and extinction. Yeah. So in the book, he breaks apart that he's got, he, he breaks apart Indian elephants and African elephants, and he shows that they're different. Yeah. At that time, people thought they were the same elephant. They just were separated somehow. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know how they got separated. They just got lost. But he, took apart their bones, cut them open, and was like, well, this is different, and this is different, and they're generally different sizes, and he proved that. Yeah. Then he took some mammoth bones and proved that they were different. Mammoths are a different size. Their tusks are different. They have different teeth. So he was like, I think this is a different thing, too. And then there was also this crazy specimen from America that was actually found by Lewis and Clark, Oh, really? Wow. In uh, Ohio. Is it another, like, elephant? It's the Mastodon, the American Mastodon. And everybody thought it was just an elephant or another mammoth. 
And he, again, was like, well, the hips are different here. The teeth are totally different here. So this is a different species. So he, in this paper, he was like, Indian elephant, African elephant, alive, different. Mammoth, Macedon, different, dead. Yeah. And everyone went, what? Oh. And what's hilarious is that uh, in this paper, he, he actually makes fun of people who don't agree with his his theory idiots surrounded by idiots <laughs> it's like i mean he th- he said that there's a myth in russia that the mammoths are still alive but they live underground that's silly that's why nobody can see them that's stupid so he made he made sure to point that out and make fun of it and then so he named the mastodon and mastodon in ancient greek means nipple tooth what why because nipple tooth <laughs> I, guess, I guess their teeth are like they're like tits. Uh, how are, how are they like tits? Well, that was part of the proof that they're different from mammoths. So mammoths have like big flat teeth because they ate grass. Munching down on lots of grass, you got to crunch up. Mastodons lived in forested areas, so they had to eat sticks and harder shit. So their teeth are actually pointed like a nipple. Sure, <laughs> of course. <laughs> So it's like, what are they pointed like? Oh, let's see of all the things I can think of that are pointy. <laughs> off the top uh, of my head. Nipples. <laughs> the, the sharpest thing I can think it's of like, right now. Well, these teeth are kind of round, so what would you call them? Ah, uh, they're like boobs. <laughs> <laughs> so boob mouth and nipple mouth. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, what's that in Greek so it sounds official? <laughs> so we got the nipple mouth elephants now. And that, uh, he started talking about that. He also... Uh, found some well some specimens were sent to him and he found and described and named and categorized the megatherium uh which is the giant ground sloth what it's a sloth yeah there used to be sloths that were like the size of a bear but like like a big what bear. that's awesome right they were around here like america south america i feel like mostly. there's a good reason why they're extinct they're like gotta hurry and get up and climb a tree oh, oh. So Not gonna make it in time. Slow. Here comes the predators. Just walking around. <laughs> Who's that? The size oh, of a bear. <laughs> no. It's like a bear with no sense of urgency. <laughs> Matter of fact, it was the bears who probably killed them out. Like they're like us, but they just don't even know what's going on. I got halfway through eating this guy and he hasn't turned around yet even to notice it's me eating him. Hey, that's my butt. You're chewing on. <laughs> Gotta get out of here. <laughs> Luckily, the pain hasn't registered. It takes way too long. Same. <laughs> huh? Ah! <laughs> Gotta get out of here. <laughs> well, uh, he had some regular sloths, and then he had some giant ground sloth specimens. He's like, these are the same, but these ones are like big. <laughs> yeah. And he named them in uh, ancient Greece, or sorry, ancient Greek. He called them the Mega Beast, which is Megatherium. So uh, in this paper, he sort of crushed the science world where he's like, not only are there species that we don't uh, know that much about, and I'm just going to name them and be fun about it, but they're, <laughs> but they're dead. And uh, people didn't really buy that. So that took a long time for people to accept it extinction is like a thing so wait you're telling me that you study this and you've come to the conclusion and you have evidence mm-hmm. i don't care i don't i'm not gonna believe it i don't study this i i by the way I, all i do is i make bricks 
But I got the I got the bones and stuff. I wrote a lot about it if you want to check it out. Okay, buddy. I make bricks for a living, so I'm pretty smart. So Sure. Sure. Do you wanna see the bones or Fuck no. Wanna see my bricks? <laughs> I definitely don't. They're pretty good. I have a memory in which uh I've already seen bricks made so I could do that like with my eyes closed. Liar. And then he just leaves. <laughs> oh man. I could do it with my my eyes closed. <sighs> He just hammers his own hand. Stupid. I know about the Megatherium. Yeah, I wrote that. He's hilarious. <laughs> he's fucking hilarious. He's like he's like Winnie the Pooh, kind of. <laughs> it's like really big though. It's awesome. It's slow. It's really, he just doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Um, there the way that people thought about it, they found some mammoth bones in Italy. And everybody's like, oh, that just must be, like, elephants from Roman times. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. And it wasn't until he was like, no, let me show you, man. Like, these are elephant bones. These are mammoth bones. It's totally different. This thing is fucking dead. And people just didn't believe him for a super long time. But when they saw it, they're like, shit. Oh, fuck. Well, the science community, yeah. Everybody else is like, I don't get it. Yeah, Hilaire and Lamarck were like, oh, dude, you're onto some shit. And uh, there's a bunch of people who are into it, the general public just didn't fucking believe in this sort of like now they're like it's a bunch of science talk yeah <laughs> what you're talking those about. free thinkers god damn doing science so uh everybody was sort of shrugging their their i don't know yeah I don't know what you're talking about but he was stoked so he's like i'm gonna keep doing this he actually found more shit like that where he found a bunch of specimens of dead animals that he could kind of identify are related to living animals but aren't alive anymore so we also found the irish elk and <clears throat> this is paleontology. Yeah. That's what paleontologists do. Yeah. He's the first motherfucker to ever do that. That's pretty cool. Uh, nobody had ever done that. Every Up to that point when they found bones, again, they just thought they were either alive somewhere or they just didn't give a shit. So did he ever like pass his findings over to Darwin or did Darwin end up finding them later and being like, this is good research? How did Darwin? Dar- does he ever... Darwin comes up a little bit later, later, like mid-1800s. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he kind of sets the, the footstones, the, the He's working on footsteps. it. He's footsteps. He's building some steps. Yeah. The way that jackass built bricks. Yeah. And... Slowly. Yeah, he's making his steps out of shells of dead animals. Mollusks and, and ground sloths. <laughs> yeah. People are like, that's... Bear sloth. Kind of dark, dude. I want to hang out with a bear sloth so bad now. Just sit on the couch and like, hey, you want to watch watch some Netflix, buddy? I like the Netflix. The show's over, man. That took you a long time to say that. But hey, Charlie. By the way, I'm calling you Charlie. I'll put on another show. I like the name Charlie. I like you too, Charlie. We all out of weed? Charlie's actually totally speaks normally and quickly. He's but, a smart guy, usually. Well, you get him high, and he starts talking like that. Am I a bear? Or like, <laughs> what am I? And you're just high, just laughing at him. <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> That's weird. Hopefully, I don't go extinct. Let's watch some Planet Earth, Charlie. Dope. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this also creates the theory of extinction, generally, which uh, just didn't exist. It's oh, so funny, a theory of extinction. Mm-hmm. I know, like, we don't even call it that. We just, they're like... It's extinction. Yeah, they're dead. 
Yeah. They're all dead now. Back then, they didn't believe that. Even he had some problems with that. Because he was like, why would a, a merciful and perfect God create a species only to destroy it? So I take a dinosaur bones and shit have been found at this point. No, not quite yet. Yeah. No. I think, like, uh, I think even if they were, the people didn't know how to identify it. So they were just kind of like. It's, maybe it's an elephant. Yeah, it's probably a giant sloth. <laughs> but he was the guy who He thought he found a big there. sloth. This one's huge. <laughs> this fucking has claws and shit that are wacko. Big giant skull. And uh, so after all this uh, elephant mastodon shit is when he started to devote himself more to this type of paleontology, even though it wasn't called that yet. He called it anatomism. He's just studying anatomy. Yeah. He's just like, this is what I'm doing. Sounds like a, like a bad thing, like... That's what you usually put on the end of, like, sexism, or <laughs> yeah. he was an ageist. He's an anatomist. Yeah. He only believes in things that have a full anatomy. Yeah. Show me your anatomy, girl. If you don't have, <laughs> if you don't have an anatomy, you have lesser rights. Disgusting. Why do they even let those people vote? People without an anatomy. <laughs> yeah. That guy doesn't even have a brain, I can tell from here. I can smell it. Look at him. Stupid. Empty brain ass, motherfucker. <laughs> brain ass. Get out of here! <laughs> Empty brain ass. So George is just sitting outside like a fucking empty brain ass. <laughs> Get out of here! Some other I'm a science! <laughs> Some other scientist is working on just looking at him like, you all right there, George? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. You're an empty brain ass too. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. I, f- I'm, I found the elephants. You asshole. You didn't know. You didn't know. You weren't even in there. Anatomy. <clears throat> Anatomyism. He's just with a sign by himself. Anatomism, anatomism, anatomism. Nobody has any idea what's going on. Yeah. It's George for you. Um, after the paleontology shit is when he, he creates his theory of, I mean, today it's called catastrophism. What's catastrophism? Um, it's when things get destroyed, like when the dinosaurs were extinct because of a, a the meteor. meteor okay or huge floods destroy big swaths of land and destroy a whole species yeah uh he started thinking that that is why these animals are gone well it's not a bad start hey yeah i, I mean again the ice age that's happened so i mean some animals have been exactly extinct from different uh from cat from cat uh, catastrophes yeah even just really climate change can extinct animals oh yeah i mean Fuck, we almost lost all the koalas in those fucking fires. Yeah. And that's just some shit that happens. That sounds like a catastrophe to me. Yeah. Um, he used the word revolutions. It was his theory of revolutions. And he's a Lutheran, so he's read the Bible. He's read about Noah's Ark. So that's yeah. kind of how he sees it, where he's like, yeah. every now and then, God just wipes the slate. God takes steps and slowly get further away from God. And at least he didn't think that God flooded the whole earth. He thought that occasionally through maybe God or maybe natural stuff, whole continents get blown away from water or fire or whatever, and that's why certain species are gone and others aren't. Oh. So, it's getting there. Yeah. It's kind of cute. This story is sort of a fun way to look at, like, where did science start? Yeah. Sort of like a cute kid learning something. Say, like, ah, it's fun. We got to start He's somewhere. We, we sit there and go like, that's so silly that they didn't think of extinction from the shoulders of this man. 
true. Like I wouldn't, you know, know We're any different other than literally the fact standing that been... on top of him. Like we can't look down. And be like idiot. <laughs> I know. The only reason why I know any of this is yeah because it's been taught to me and it came from because there was a gradual fucking thing. Yeah. And the funny thing is, we know all a lot of the guys that built up to our current understanding. He's at the very bottom. Yep. Crushed underneath it, just being like, "It was God." <laughs> like, oh, uh, George. Yeah, you found some other stuff. That's you know good. What? I'll give you a pass, George. Yeah. You didn't know. Yeah. What fuck else better would he know? Um, but yeah, this is where he starts coming up with that, and people super do not believe him at all. That's how it goes with science, especially in the face of Christianity. Mm-hmm. And Galileo. They're just going to go, liar. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. That's not how it works. Idiot. I'm not God, but I'm speaking for him, and that's not how it works. I can speak for him. Yeah. He said it was okay. Clearly, you're an idiot. Empty brain. Too familiar. Um, and uh, this is a, a lot of this stuff is actually what uh, informs a lot of Darwin's thinking and a lot of the build up towards people being able to accept Darwinism. Yeah, he's he's starting that shit. Um, and I think we've kind of already talked about, it, but I had in my notes just that like he's applying your basic human logic to the fossil record and the information he has available right so uh, yeah we can't really talk too much shit on him so it's this it's the starting point but i did want to say uh catastropheism is true that yeah. does happen it's not the only reason for for the change in in whatever but darwin did not believe in catastropheism he didn't why darwin was also a christian and he didn't think that god would allow it we and then he's in our time yeah what the fuck he was the one who noticed that gradual random changes you know make species more adaptable to their environment but he was like because god wants it that way <laughs> i think darwinism is like probably the most <laughs> spoken against by christianity fucking so that's fucking hilarious right yeah yeah history is uh, an absurd and ridiculous the only, the only reason why christians don't agree with it is just because they've been told that their religion doesn't agree with it, which was made up by someone a long time ago. Nothing in the Bible says yeah. anything about genetic I'm amazed genetic. that Christians believe that there are other planets that we know about or that the That's a good point. Earth revolves around the sun and not the other way around. Like I'm surprised because some of them are stubborn on some of the stuff. It's like, scientific evidence proof? No? Oh, okay. But, oh, no, yeah. It, it depends on what they fucking feel like that day. Yeah. Yeah. And the Earth revolving around the sun... That's adaptable. We can we we can work with that. I think it's not as serious as like, well, okay, what, why would God care either way? That's fine. It can it can go around the sun. That's true too. Some people get hung up on the whole Adam and Eve thing. I think is what causes the evolutionary, oh, man. Yeah. you know, disagreement. George had some stuff to say about Adam and Eve too. That was, <laughs> what do you say? Racist. But <laughs> what do you say? Ooh, I can't wait to hear about the racist stuff that you were just saying. He said, <sighs> George. What do you say? Well, so uh, it's a little bit later in his theories, but he says that uh, he, I can't remember the scientific word, but he believes that everybody did come from Adam and Eve. Okay. But that some catastrophe, because that's part of his theory, right. separated the species into you have Caucasians. Oh, boy. Who are Adam and Eve, of or course. their descendants. Then you have the Mongolians and the Nigerians. And they were separated long enough that they are distinct species, which doesn't fall in line with his earlier theory about he doesn't believe in evolution, but he allowed evolution when it came to humans because... God. 
God prefers the Caucasians <laughs> because they're the true lineage. And he he said that Mongolians were pretty close and the Nigerians were cl- cl- closer to monkeys. Oh, boy. So, so it, but it's a, it's a slight to them, uh, obviously. I mean, he's applying his quote unquote science. I mean, this. I know Mormons today, today, who believe that <laughs> black people are descendants of Cain because he was marked for doing something evil but killing his brother back yeah. in Adam and Eve time. They think the mark of Cain is dark skin. Yeah. Yeah. I it, think they still do. They, yeah. They just, they don't say it out loud so much anymore yeah once they realized that dark-skinned people can also pay tithing they were like <laughs> since, oh but it's cool since the 80s when it's they allowed cool. them yeah. into their church <laughs> finally they're like oh they make money too oh wow they're not enslaved you can now hold the priesthood give us your money come on in 10 percent. 10 percent yeah 12 percent for you thank god we're now making way more billions thanks to all these disgusting mark of cane cane <laughs> I mean, they're not getting to heaven anyway. Who gives a fuck? Let's take their money. <laughs> Build temples. I do wonder how they reconcile that. No, I, I haven't heard anyone been able to do it su- successfully, so... There's no I fake li- line of logic they can even apply. Literally heard that God just decided, nah, at the time, and then changed his mind because that's how it needed to be, just like being oh able God. to marry multiple wives, so, young children. <laughs> um, I've heard the theory that... Uh, so, you know, the Old Testament God was mean. Right, right. And that was because human beings were so unevolved, they needed to be whipped into shape. They were shitty and they need more rules. So then they were saying, the theory goes, that black people uh, and dark other dark-skinned people weren't allowed priesthood because they weren't whipped into shape enough yet. Oh, my God. And by the 80s... It wasn't even back in were, the fucking... They were civilized enough. Oh, okay. Thank God. They finally can get like office jobs. We lynched enough of them in the fifties and before sixties. So, all right, now they, it's they don't coming whistle, around. They don't whistle at our white women anymore, <laughs> so we can let them in now. Jesus. So they were civilized enough, thank God. Ah, oh. so uh, fuck Mormons. <laughs> I was just say I don't know how you could be so wrong and not know it, but okay. Hey, you seem like good people. You're good neighbors. Good neighbors. Uh, your temples are ugly and gaudy and ridiculous. I think your intent is to be kind and nice, but you're uh. Passively racist. <laughs> and you're smug. Yeah. So if if you're a Mormon dabbler... And Phil... I love you. And you I f- love you. Keep up the good fight. Oh, but your yeah. Is, if you're a dabbler, it's different. Your religion is fucking terrible. It is. Even for absurd religions, it's bad. Yeah. It's really, really bad. Sorry for Mormon. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for everything. <laughs> Yikes. Um, might, might want to cut some of that out. I'm keeping all of it. If you're a Mormon dabbler, literally, love you. Keep up the good fight. Good job. Go. Good neighbors. Go on a mission. Yeah. Don't feed me that I'm into it for the culture and not the religion. It's 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 a full thing, man. You pay for it. You're buying the whole package. Mm. So, uh, so, George. <laughs> Jediism is a religion I've heard. Yeah. If you want to switch. If you need something to lay on. Uh, George uh, also had another theory that is, uh, up to this point, he seems pretty heroic because he's been uh, correct in a lot of ways. Yeah. Now, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. (laughs) Does he go crazy now? Well, the theory he starts talking about, he calls the correlation of parts. Uh, His theory is that all organs within an organism are interdependent of each other. So 
he believes that an organism fits perfectly into its environment and that every part of the organism fits perfectly into itself so that like if you were to remove a spleen it would die yeah, but that, we know if that's you were not to remove true a certain type of tree from the environment it would die so he thinks it's all this perfect balance that god created why does he think this it seems first of all not only is it backwards because it's the organisms grow within the environment that benefits yeah, the those organisms, that don't the, die yeah but so that makes sense that they fit and i get how he comes to the conclusion I'm like they seem to go together well this tree would not die here but it would in a colder environment because it's not used to that or whatever exactly but to say that it, it's ah, it's it's the god aspect i understand okay i think it's partly the god thing and then also like when he's fucking with uh, an organism, and he's like, what do all these fucking little pieces do? All these little organs and shit, and he doesn't know. He's like, well, they have to be there. Yeah. Because again, yeah, he believes in God's perfect plan. Yeah. So he thinks that it's all supposed to be perfect. Okay. Um, a quote from him is that the component parts of each must be so arranged as to render possible the whole living being, not only with regard to itself, but to its surrounding relations and the analysis of the conditions frequently leads to general laws as demonstrable as those which are derived from calculation or experiment. Okay, so what's that in English? He thinks that uh, you are perfectly situated like a math equation. Okay, you're a puzzle piece that fits right in. Perfect. And it's supposed to be that way. I mean... He doesn't like the theory of evolution. He doesn't like the idea of change. He thinks everything is perfect the way it is. It's the way God wants it to be. So he's made it to the point where elephant and uh, over here and the elephant over there, they're different. And that's fine. They're different. But they didn't come but from God the same made ancestor. Them yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. God was like, elephant, that's cool. I'm going to make that kind over here and that kind over here and then a hairy one over here. Yeah. But then some catastrophe killed the hairy one and God was fine with that. That's fine. Yeah. The puzzle didn't work anymore, and he just washed it away. Yeah. So that's where he's at. They were probably doing evil things like anal sex, so he got rid of them. Ew. Yeah. Elephant anal? Yeah. They were sodomizing each other. Ugh. And God was like, ugh, that's worse than black people. Ugh. He's like, don't you guys know your boys? And the elephant's like, you made us. I don't want to tell you. We're having a good time. Woo! Ice Age, fuck you. Ice Age, butt fucking. All right, I'm really sorry I did that. I'll never do that again. Look at that butt. <laughs> God's like, I got to wash this away. I made a bunch of fucking hairy perverts. <laughs> Just wash it. Just get, get them out of here. Um, <laughs> hairy perverts. <laughs> that woolly mammoth dicks. Hey, Just empty hairy. brain ass. Empty <laughs> brain ass mammoths. Just <laughs> butt fucking each other. <laughs> Ooh, I love the Ice Age. Um... Yeah, so his old buddy Hilaire actually brought back from Egypt some mummified cats from Egypt. Oh, cool. And George opened them up and compared them to modern-day cats that he had. How different were they? They were the same. Oh, that's cool. And so that made him feel vindicated. He's like, things don't change. Yeah, yeah. And uh, to his credit, I don't think the -the run-of-the-mill cat has changed. Probably not. Because they are smarter than us. And they don't need to. They just follow us around and eat our garbage and get us to give them cat food. I was going to say, they trick us. They're just like, look how cute I am. And I knock your shit off and like your counter. And you don't even do yeah. anything about it. It was like, scratch me. And then you do. And they scratch your fucking face. Yeah. They are terrible monsters. Manipulative. Um, I hate them. 
dogs are better. Oh my god. And that's what I was thinking is that yeah, of course cats haven't changed because they're demons. Dogs mm-hmm. you can see dog species change in short amounts of time. Dude, it's like nine generations. They want to obey. They're like yeah. You want me to have a shorter nose? You got it, buddy. Oh, I, love you. I love you, pal. I love you. It's the best day of my life every day. Every day. Hanging with you. Oh, my God. Bones and shit? Oh. Fucking great. I'm going to have a longer tail? You got it, man. Give me nine generations. Yeah, the dog genome is, like, extremely malleable. It's like you can change one dog into a completely different dog in, like, nine generations. Oh, yeah. It's, it's nuts. And I love, I saw a meme that was, like, a wolf and then next to a, a pug wearing a costume. You're like, this is the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a really tough wolf in the woods and then a pug like <laughs> do we get some candy today and, uh, some cuddles I'm a I'm dressed like a cowboy <laughs> oh he's a good boy good, good doggy you're a good cowboy you're better than a wolf but uh, I just thought that was funny because yeah I mean that made him feel vindicated and I bet I don't know ancient Egypt, Egyptian cats there's probably some fucking differences but he couldn't see any differences in the bones so he felt vindicated in his thing, like, no, nah, things don't change. God just wants these fucking evil, disgusting demons to be exactly the same. Sure. And he fought with Hilaire about this kind of thing, because Hilaire did believe in evolution. Um, I think I already said it before, but he believes that it was the animal reacting to its environment, and they fought about that a lot, uh, even though Hilaire's theory was also because of God. Yeah. He was like, Everybody. God, God wants it to be that way. That's cool, because that's a good argument, because since God can do anything, and you don't know what his whole thought process is. Can't ask him. Anyway, it, a guy who believes in God can argue with another guy who believes in God. Both are like, this is what God wanted, see? So it's okay that does this. It's fine if evolution exists. God wanted it that way. He's like, no, you're an idiot. God doesn't want that way. And it's like, I talked to him last night. What did you do? Huh? I talked to him. Well, he told me this. One of us is talking to a demon. <laughs> it's gotta, that's got to be what it is. Well, I talked to him about that, and he said he wasn't a demon, so... Uh, that's you. what mine said. Yeah, let me call him. <laughs> God? Yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, yes. <clears throat> I am God. <clears throat> I'm so stoned right now. <laughs> what do you need? Make it quick. What do you want, dude? <laughs> so so. there's like no evolution, right? Yeah, whatever you would say, man. So Halar is all about evolution. I want to hear that, like, it's an so early cool version of it. Yeah. To go back and sit and listen to these guys argue about this. I know because it's just both so silly and valid arguments. Yeah, but he was just because Hilaire at least made a decent point where he's like, you can see birds that are the same, except for subtle differences that respond to their environment. Yeah. So they're changing to match their environment. Yeah. And that's because God wants it that way, but. Then George would go, no, they're different because God made them different to fit in the environment. And they uh, just yelled at each other that all day. That's fun. It wasn't until Darwin was able to be like, that's a totally different thing, guys. Is Darwin like decades after the fact of this? He's around right now. I don't know uh, where. I think he actually might be gearing up to get on his boat and do his whole big thing. Oh, yeah. We got on a boat with another person, right? And they traveled around. Yeah, the uh, uh, vegan Beagle. We're gonna have HMS to, Beagle. We're gonna have to people time him. He's on the list too. Yeah, we got a lot of big ones we gotta do. Yep. I just been shelving. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I did Robert E. Lee and I was like, that's big enough. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hate that guy. That's what she said. That's <laughs> big enough, I guess. Big enough. <laughs> that's I've heard that my whole life. It sounds like you just barely made the cut. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, okay, it's just big got enough. A tape measure out like <laughs> 
All right, it's on the smaller. Okay, it's big enough, I, I guess. guess. I mean, it, it, it's like two o'clock in the morning. There's nobody else I can hit up. Yeah. Okay. And you're like, I'm your husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mama needs to get filled up. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. That's my. It's an actual quote from my marriage. Nice. History. Um, yeah. That happened before. Yeah, she calls me a dumb brain ass. <laughs> Just put in me, dumb brain ass. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Is this is this good? Am I doing good? No, but keep going. It's good enough. <laughs> it's good enough. Um. Well, uh, in 1805, he releases his very famous five-volume uh, comparative anatomy. Oh. Which, uh, again, you know, if you're in school for that kind of shit, maybe you read it, but uh, probably not. I don't think people give a fuck about him anymore. But Napoleon gave him an award for this. What award? Calling it the greatest writing of the decade. Napoleon read it? No. Yeah. No, Napoleon like... uh, was having some uh, political problems, and he wanted the story to not be about him. Oh, really? So he's like... This is the greatest writing of the decade. Everybody Go check read it out. This. It's five volumes. That will take him a while. Good. Okay. It'll take him a long time, and by then I can totally get away with whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> and it was pretty smart because that made George famous, and it made Napoleon not the focus of attention. Yeah. It shouldn't be that hard. I mean, what is he, 411? He can just duck down. He actually wasn't short. You can't see me. Did you know that? That's not good because I've been told I have a Napoleon complex. So the Napoleon complex is like a common term we used to say, but Napoleon was actually average size. It was, I think, the Brits. and really? It's either the Brits, it might have been somebody else, but somebody made a lie up that he was short, and they actually did propaganda about it because they were trying to make to, him look weak. Just to piss him off. Yeah, they're like, yeah, look at little short Napoleon. But he was actually like of average height. That is not what I saw in the historical documentary Bill and Ted. Yeah. He wasn't super small. Well, they don't actually clarify. He says it's the short dead dude, and then I don't think anyone ever true. goes further into telling him he's... He's not too short. He seems sort of like 5'7 or 5'6. I think that's about the time. Uh, I think that's about the height he is, and especially back then, I think that was the average. <sighs> History is such a lie. <laughs> Except people time. Yeah. And if we do Napoleon, we'll talk about it. Bam! It'll be a great day. Yeah. Um... In 1808, he identifies and names uh, the Mosasaur. Uh, what is that? It's one of the first discovered uh, underwater. It's not a dinosaur. It's a pleliosaur. So it's related. It's from the dinosaur times, but it's not a dinosaur. Okay. And he actually takes the bones, and he's like, this isn't like anything alive, like for fucking sure, guys. And he takes ancient Greece. It was found in the Meuse River, so Mosasaur means uh, big mouth Mesosaur lizard. Oh, so it's a it's a lizard type. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's you know when you think about those pictures of dinosaurs that have like ridiculously big mouths underwater. Yeah. It's one of those guys. Cool. Swimming around eating shit. Wow. And he's like, well, it's a big mouth. It's like a, a Mosasaur. <laughs> Whoa, dude. So he also discovered that and named it. He also. Identified and named the first pterodactyl. He's got a big mouth, so that way you can't trust that guy. He's got too big of a mouth. He'll go tell everybody. Um, thank God he's dead. Yeah. That's probably, he probably got killed. I told you that in confidence. <laughs> yeah, I fucked my sister. Now everybody knows. <laughs> Thanks. Great. Thank God you're dead now. Ass. 
fucking empty brain ass. Brain ass. <laughs> Stupid <Damn>. brain ass. <laughs> and he was like looking at the mouth like that guy is definitely dead for running his mouth. <laughs> yeah. His whole speech is extinct for that kind of thing. Big mouth. You know what I thought was funny was when he was talking about his uh catastrophism, kept talking about floods and I'm like, So how do the water ones yeah. go extinct, you dipshit? Yeah. He didn't have an explanation for that. But he was able to say like, Oh, these aren't around anymore, these are totally dead. Yeah. So, sorry, you were saying there was another one he discovered. I cut you off. Yeah, in 1809, he also, uh, this is wild, he is the first person to identify and name the pterodactyl. Oh, so he does find some dinosaur. Well, a pterodactyl's not a dinosaur. God damn it. I found that out. So what is it? It's a... It's a. It's its own thing. It's, it's a, a bird it's a, of, it's a type of lizard. Oh. It's like a... A flying lizard. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, they definitely died out and didn't turn into anything, and they're not related to, like... Tyrannosaurus Rex or like a different thing. Interesting. So he found this and was he like, this is crazy? Yeah, because he's like, that's a huge wingspan. These are definitely not around anymore. This is a dragon. Oh my God. These these are fire ducks. Dragons are real. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. Someone's like, oh shit, I hope that's not around anywhere. He's like, no, the no, floods got him. <laughs> they couldn't fly above the floods. <laughs> Trust me on this. I read the Bible. <laughs> but uh, pterodactyl means... Uh, Winged lizard, oh yeah, in ancient in ancient Greece, it's uh, it's not as fun as it could be, I guess. No, I think it's all right. You call them pterosaurs. It yeah. sounds spooky, and then he's like, "Oh, it's a big lizard." Big lizard. <laughs> it's a winged lizard. Flying. I don't know. It's like a lizard that flies or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I think it breathes fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's badass. <laughs> um. Well, and these two uh, finds led him to his hypothesis that uh, because he was like. These, he's like, there aren't more of these. And they're wild. They're big, wild-looking motherfuckers. And it actually led him to his theory that it was a loose theory. He didn't have a name for it. But he was like, I think there was a time in which these big-ass motherfuckers, these lizards, were in charge of the world and mammals weren't. And he was like, this is like a time when maybe like a little dinosaur named Littlefoot like couldn't find his family type of thing. <laughs> I don't have a name so for it. So has he come up with an idea that humans and this creature weren't around the same time frame? Is essentially what it sounds like he's come up with? Yeah, he loosely says he loosely says that there was a time that giant lizards ruled the earth and not humans and mammals. Damn. First dude to think it. And he couldn't come up with a name because he's like... He couldn't prove it and he didn't have enough specimens. So he's like, I think. Okay, so is this... All right. Which is wild because in about two decades from now, the 1830s, 1820s, 1830s is when a bunch of people found dinosaurs and that whole theory took off. Blows up, right. Yeah. Um, in 1809, Napoleon puts him in charge of opening French schools in conquered Italy. Ooh. And he also puts him in charge of schools in conquered Holland in 1811. So Napoleon is slowly trying to take over Europe and he's just bringing George with him like, do the smart guy stuff. Go make them breed things. Dude, I love the stuff you say about the bones and stuff. It's fucking, it's fucking great. Go do that with the kids and open up some frogs and shit. Yeah. Go Bill Nye that shit out of that. Science. George Guy, the science man. George. Science rules. George. Bones. What are you doing, George? <laughs> what was with that big voice that was always talking? Oh, oh. I love that part. <laughs> hey, Bill. 
hey, George, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm demonstrating how we all are going to die someday. Oh, man. <laughs> really? <laughs> Is that real? Is that... Yeah. I'm not. I'm going to go talk to my wife. She doesn't know. Oh, God. God? What, dude? <laughs> Stone, leave yeah, me. I'm watching up. old Adult Swim on YouTube, man. Ah. I mean, <clears throat> yes, my son. Mm. <coughs> dude, I pulled on some resin. It was crazy. <laughs> it don't, oh, it sucks. Um, uh, well, he keeps doing his thing. Over the years, he releases studies on more bones. Um, he calls it atomism again. We call it paleontology and osteology, in which he was taking rhinoceros bones and breaking them apart and proving, like, this is a dead rhinoceros and this is a living one. He was also able to do the same thing with old, dead species of tapirs and sloths and manatees and all that kind of shit. He's just cutting everything open. He's just cutting shit open and proving that they're dead. What's in here? Which is funny. They're like, ah, I'm going to cut this open and prove you're dead. You're dead forever. <laughs> and hang up your bones and just point at it and be like, yeah, you're still dead. <laughs> what up? You ain't coming back. This guy is, though. He's, he's a live one. He's one that... <laughs> he's one still alive. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's still not... That's still going. It's still kicking. You're not extinct yet. There's no catastrophe yet. <laughs> Will you catastrophe him? Uh, he also found um, the... Uh, what is it called? Paleotherium which means old beast, um, that thing doesn't have a modern equivalent. It's like a horse, deer, dog-looking thing with like a weird fucking nose. <laughs> okay. I don't know. He discovered and named that guy. Uh, he also named a bunch of old marsupials that aren't around anymore, one called uh, uh, Didiophis Gymsorum. <laughs> okay. Didiophis Gymsorum? You're just going to have to believe me on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also one called Megalonyx, which is uh, another giant ground sloth that was found in, like, Oregon. Sounds like a sweet 90s toy for kids. Megalonyx. Get your Megalonyx today. <laughs> some kids put it on. Whoa! And it shows the rocket launcher off the hand. It's like... <laughs> oh, and it's always, like, a kid that you're like, that kid looks so cool playing that Megalonyx. Tyson! You better do your dishes. I don't think so, Mom. <laughs> Not with this. Collect Megalonyx and Megatherium today. Jaiko, that's how you spell RC. Yeah. Up next on Bobby's World. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. That's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's a time machine right yeah. there. That's a deep hole. <laughs> and uh, he does more of this kind of stuff. Old rhinos, dead crocodile species, and turtles. And he just creates the science of paleontology. Nice. Um, in my notes now is the bunch of racist stuff I said earlier. Um, but let's see. The way that he was able to try and distinguish between the supposed three species of humans uh, was skull shape and his analysis of their civilizations, which is kind of a very depressing thing to say. Hmm. There was... A also, a very unfortunate woman named Sartre Bartman, okay, who was from South Africa and had what I would consider a delicious badunkadunk. Oh, okay. But she was found by some English guys in South America, and her ass, this sounds like something I've made up, her ass was so 
big mm-hmm. and perky that they toured her around England being like, look at the wonders of Africa. Are you serious? True story. Oh my God. Look at her butt. It is so big. I like people time. You can't do that. Uh, give me a big black ass. Uh, rub it on my face all day long. Yeah. That's just my real So they feelings. toured this lady around, and she was just, did she make any money? Was she was she a like, fucking lady with a big ass. Was she like, like, I'm like, down for this? Whoa, dude. <laughs> Look at that ass. Well, and he uh, studied her in his way. That's fucking weird. And that helped him decide that uh, the Ethiopian American species, or sorry, uh, Ethiopian human species is distinct from the Caucasian because of how boring and flat their asses are <laughs> i would imagine yeah because i know at least for my tastes yeah yeah <laughs> sarchi can, juicy sarchi can get it she's a brick oh house she mighty mighty she got that shelf you put your mug up on ride <laughs> that's what i'm saying <laughs> um now is about the time he starts talking about how he wants to make uh, anatomy a science uh, the way Newton had made calculus a science. He's getting really big into his head. He wants to be the most important uh, anatomy guy ever. Look how great I am. Hey, everyone, come look how great I am. Do you know how long I measured that black lady's ass? Days. Days. He's a big ass. <laughs> Dude, you should have seen it. It's fucking great. juicy as hell. <laughs> I don't think I like white women anymore. Just saying. That would be awesome. At all. Or at first he's like, what a different species. And then he's measuring he's like, Oh, man, that's a nice ass. <laughs> She's like, I know, right? Hey, hey, hello there. Would you like to study the inside? Yeah, yes, ma'am. <laughs> and then his wife comes around and he's like, you got a flattest ass i ever seen, bitch. <laughs> Jesus. Get out of here. I'm going to Africa. <laughs> White bitches got nothing for me now. He starts talking more like a rap, <laughs> like a gangster and shit. Everyone's like, what the fuck? What's with George? I don't know. He's he's got that fever, man. <laughs> he's got that fever that People Time guy has. <laughs> uh, well, in eighteen fifteen, Napoleon is deposed, and King Louis the Eighteenth returns to power, and he loves George. Like I said earlier, he allows him to keep his job, which was just I it's so weird. It was mentioned a lot. I guess that's a big deal. Uh, George then does what's probably the last thing that he does that really affects science. He creates what he calls his four embranchments of organisms, which in a modern sense is when we categorize animals in the animal kingdom. Yeah, yeah. One of the setups is the phylum. So just for a, an idea, humans, we are, our domain is the Eucara, our kingdom is Animalia, our phylum is Chordata, our class is Mammalia, our order is Primate, Homonym, homo, sapien, blah, 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 blah. And maybe this is super important for people who study in the thing, but it sounds like the only thing that really stood out to me that's still used, like, commonly yeah. in common talk with people, I guess, is primate, right? More or less. I mean, that's the order, and the order is right after mammal. So you're like, mammal? Okay, you're a primate, you're an elephant, you know, whatever. Yeah. You're a dolphin. But higher than that... Dolphins <clears throat> are fish. Apparently. It's true. I'd still eat them. Oh. Yeah, like those tuna cans that say, like, dolphin-free. Dolphin free. I'm like, ah, oh, bummer. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. 
You're eating something anyway. Who gives a shit? I eat cow. Cow's a mammal. I bet they're smart if you give them an opportunity, but they're delicious. <laughs> they are delicious. It's like people say pigs are as smart as dogs. You know? I hope that's not true it's because probably true. They're fucking delicious, <laughs> and I'd never eat a dog. What if they were delicious? You know, they probably are. They eat them all over the earth. Yeah. That's a bummer. Don't eat dogs. I actually don't eat pig if I can help it for that reason. Yeah. Just bacon. <laughs> don't be that good. <laughs> don't be that good. No, I have, I have to break it to you, but bacon is, is pig. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It's the only part of the pig that I feel comfortable eating. Is there other parts that people eat? Yeah. It's just ham. Yeah. Ham and shit. I guess that's true, yeah. Snouts. Hot dogs. Whatever the fuck is in that. Their feet for some reason. Yeah, I've seen canned yeah. pig feet. I, no, I can't to, do that. Don't know what the deal is with that. And snouts. Mm-mm. Pork rinds. I'll eat all fucking Is day. that even really made from pig? Yeah, it's pig skin. Is it really? Deep fried pig skin. Pork rind. Pork, Pork rind. rind. Kitchen. Kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Turtle wax. <laughs> um, A little too rough. George. So, like I was saying, what we use now in our taxonomic is what it's called, taxonomic uh, kingdoms, animal kingdoms. Sure. Uh, One of them is the phylum. And the phylum is really a a way of breaking down bone structure. So George didn't know that. It wasn't organized that well. But he created the first what we would consider taxonomic breakdown that would be equivalent to how we use phylum. He called it uh, his embranchments of organisms. But the way he created it is weirdly close to how we still do it. Yeah. His four organisms were the vertebrata, which is people with things with vertebrates, which is just a spine. Okay. So us, birds, reptiles. Uh, articula, which is arthropods like bugs, uh, spiders, shellfish. Yeah. Uh, mollusca, which is mollusks or things with shells like snails. And then the uh, radiata, which is a sea anemones and coral and jellyfish kind of feels like a mixed bag in that last <laughs> <It's> miscellaneous <laughs> i don't fucking yeah know. it's just got weird things in here i'm yeah. not gonna categorize any further this is just uh everything else jellyfish and starfish and shit stuff fucking... that i don't know what the fuck's going on <laughs> weird things they feel funny i don't know they squit they're squishy yeah they're a little squishy starfish are hard but i think but they definitely know what bones they're weird i love jellyfish Really? Oh, yeah. I don't know I that think much they about look them. cool. They do look cool. Yeah, that's like my favorite thing to go look at whenever we go to the aquarium. They're supposed to be smart, I guess. I don't think they have any brains. Oh, no, I'm thinking of octopuses. Oh. But jellyfish are cool because they're just sort of like translucently jelly. Just yeah. Dangerous. Um, some of them could be extremely dangerous. but Are they? Yeah, the box jellyfish is like, yeah, kill you. It's got extremely poisonous shit that is not good for humans. Probably for a lot of other... For a lot of other animals, too, but yeah. Yeah. It's a good defense. Yeah, especially because it just, like, rubs against you. When you don't have a brain. Yeah, when you're just mindlessly floating around. Blah, 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 blah. That's their thoughts. It's just the bubbles that run through them. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Sting! Blah, 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 blah. I don't even know if they're purposely stinging anything. I think it's just, like, a defense mechanism that, like, anything touches them, there's, like, it's not going to hurt me, probably. Automata. Just... Yeah. Rather than fuck you, it's like a, oops. What happened? It's like seeing enemies, too. They're just, sting, which is just them being like, get away from me. Go away. I'm jellying over here, dude. Dude, I'm having a great time. I'm jelling. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's good. Right. I got some fish living in me. It's kind of cool. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Sting. <laughs> uh, and just for comparison, he had four categories uh, in our current setup for taxonomic uh, categorization. There's 36, but we have nine that actually contain most of the animals that you would be concerned with. Wow. And it's pretty close to his. Uh we have uh, Peripheria, which is just sponges, like SpongeBob. Pretty, yeah. Pretty much. That guy. Uh, Cinderians, which are sea anemones. Uh, Plathathenanellosomes, which is flatworms. Aneldas, mm-hmm. uh, which are segmented worms, like earthworms. Uh, Mollusca, which is like mollusks or snails, like Gary the Snail. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arthropoda. <laughs> Which are bugs and spiders and lobsters, uh, also like like, like Mr. Crab. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, Chordata, which are vertebrates like uh, us, uh, Sandy Cheeks, my co-host here, mm. uh, koalas. Wilford Brimley would be Chordata. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Echnodermonata, which is just sea urchins, uh, and also starfish like Patrick. Uh huh. And then roundworms. Which I don't know anything about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I find it fun that his bone structure works so well that we still basically, it's basically the fucking same. Seems pretty smart. That we use for phylum. That's badass. So, again, I don't know why he's not more known. I don't know what what happened there. Maybe it's just because he's not Darwin, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. It seems to me that's kind of the case with uh, a lot of people in history where there's the people that we think discovered something is just really the person who popularized it or yeah. added something extra that really just gave it that. Mm. That's a good point. You know, it's like Elvis. It's really famous even though he didn't write those fucking songs. Yeah, I know. Yeah, or do half the stuff he did was already being done by other people. Yeah, black people. Yeah. Yeah, nobody gave a shit. Nobody. No, even though they had those juicy asses. Nobody cared. <laughs> huh. Awful. Awful. Fuck Elvis. <laughs> and his flat ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, in 1819, King Louis the 18th made George a baron. Baron. Uh, so he's now Baron Macaroni Mountain Dew. Yeah. Whatever. Sweatshirt. <laughs> Pizza Hut. Cool. Cool jeans. Mick House. <laughs> the 18th. ACDC. I just throw that in there. He's like, I'm back. <laughs> Uh, well, this was actually a way because he wasn't royal at all, and a baron is just like a low-level royal that gets land. Um, the king gave it to him because George actually took a holiday in England and liked it a lot. He liked their politics and their culture, and he was offered a bunch of jobs. And the king was like, no, you're like our science guy. We need you. So come back. Come be a baron. Hey. Yeah. So he's made he's made royal now. Um, in 1830, he had a very big and famous debate with his old friend Hilaire about a lot of the stuff that we've already talked about where Hilaire believes in evolution, but it's via environment. And George doesn't believe in evolution at all. He just believes that God puts you there. And they debated for that very loudly in public for a long, like two weeks long. In the, it was just, they would meet up and scream at each other. And That's fun. Be a newspaper piece. You suck. Hey, shut up. No. I'm right. You're wrong. You know what's stupid? Evolution and your face. Oh, and then one kid behind me just like, I'm writing this all down. This is great. I'm a baron. 
I used to be your boss. How do you feel about that, bitch? Not good. But <laughs> not good. I'm gonna be honest with you. Didn't like that. <laughs> Put it out there for you. Hurt my feelings. <laughs> but uh I got my own shit going on now. I don't know, you read my books. I got a lot of books. Five volumes of that one. Check that out sometime, maybe, huh? Yeah. Just say Napoleon said read it, so maybe you should. I didn't read that shit. <laughs> Evolution forever. <laughs> also, go God, right? Oh yeah, no, yeah, go God. Yeah, yeah. We should probably end that way. Yeah. So we don't Would you like to end it with a prayer? Yeah. Dear God, um, please let my friend, who's a good guy, believes in you, um, figure out life because he doesn't get it. Obviously, help him get a brain because right now he's an empty brain ass. <laughs> Amen. Uh huh. Uh huh. All right, good seeing you, buddy. Yeah, I'm gonna do my own prayer. Hey God, uh, please kill him. <laughs> what? Huh? No, I was doing my own prayers. This doesn't have anything to do with you. Oh, that's it. All right, I'm done with this. Could you please evolve him into an intelligent person who's not ugly and oh, stupid? look at that. I'm not evolving anything, and God could have done it, but guess what? I guess it means evolution isn't real. God damn it! <laughs> you son of a jump at Jehoshaphat. <laughs> so angry. Well, for a second, I was going to say watch your language, but okay. Yeah, good. Yeah, I used to write, because we're both Christians. You know, We need to be careful on this, yeah. this kind of thing. You know, no, no fucking and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> How was it with that black lady though? Oh my god, so great. Sweet. Dude, I could barely get my dick anywhere close to inside from how big her ass was. Yeah, I have a tiny dick too. So I mean, I would imagine you have a pretty tiny dick, and she wasn't into it. Yeah, would be my guess. My parents were related, so there's a lot of problems. Yeah, being white is not that great. <laughs> no. But in a way, it is because God's white. Well, obviously, yeah, we all know that, obviously, because we're the superior species. Adam and Eve were white, so we're all white. Go, Christianity. Go, semen-colored skin. <laughs> um, well, two years later, in 1832, I don't know how, but I do know that George died in Paris uh, when he was 62. Oh. There was just no, nobody wrote down specifically, but I, I, he had some illness. So he got sick of something. Something. There was like a... Th- thousand things you die about he got sick of being wrong and he died <laughs> yeah and he's dead now oh. um some of the last bits i mean he has over 15 books nice uh most of them are actually several volumes long which you can hurry and grab up from your local library if you want some light reading but hurry because they're in high demand for sure whoa for sure come on down to the library Brought to you by your local library. Bring your card. <laughs> You're gonna need that. <laughs> if you want, you can read any book you want for free, but you gotta have a card. You get, and you have to bring it back. <laughs> Card's free. Yeah, you pay your taxes. It's cool. It's good. Unless you don't pay your taxes, you piece of shit. <laughs> and bring the books back if you don't. Then you can't keep. It's actually the the library actually texts you stiff now. Yeah, they'll text you if your book is ready or due back. But make sure your phone's on silent. It's quiet in here. Shh. People are reading. Somebody's reading a Brandon Sanderson over there. I like Brandon Sanderson. I know. I'm just saying. Shh. When you go to the library, there's always some guy reading a fantasy novel in the corner. Yeah, that's true. And I'm like, why don't you just check it out and go, go home? home? What the fuck are you doing here? His home sucks. It's better there. His mom's not screaming at him. To, Put down that rag! <laughs> Mom, it's not like that. Did you bring me the romance books at least that I asked for? <laughs> Mommy's horny. <sighs> yes, Mom. I'm staying at the library next time. I'm just staying until they close. I can't handle this. It's not like I'm going to move out. Yeah. God, that's crazy. 
So go get some books. <laughs> um, there's a bunch of animals named after George. Uh, a whole shit ton. A couple examples is the Cuvier's Toucan. Oh, yeah. His last name's in there. Uh, the Gallio Cerdo Cuvier, which is a type of tiger shark. Ooh, cool. And, and the Uplieris Cuvieri, which is a uh, pretty cute little lizard. So he didn't name anything after himself, but other people did. Yep. He hmm. never did. Humble. I think he really probably was a humble guy, actually. So. Yeah. I mean, like a pretty gentlemanly kind of guy. Even go out, you know, he wasn't even addressed by his own name. He's like, that's the title. I'll take my dad's middle name for some reason. Yeah. I'm, I'll go by that. I'm like that humble. Just some something of... that's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah. I'm just going to deny you know, evolution and then discover a bunch of shit. Yeah. This could be great. Um, there's no movies, no books about him. Uh, not in in modern sense. There's a couple characters in books that are supposedly based on him. Like there's one, uh, Arthur Conan Doyle and uh, Edgar Allan Poe both have books that people think there's a character that might be based on him. Hmm. He's just not that important yeah. to people. I don't know what the deal is with that. Hmm. Um, the uh, the only last things I have is it's just loosely uh, related to what we've been talking about. Uh, people are pretty sure they're going to make a mammoth clone here pretty soon. You think that's you think it's gonna happen? Keep your eyes out for that. Woo! I, I don't know how I feel about that. Do it. I mean, they're gonna gene splice what they have left from a mammal or from a mammoth with an Asian elephant, and hopefully the fucking thing walks around. It seems kind of strange if it would work or not. I mean, I am curious. Yeah. I don't like when science meddles too much. No, it's good. It's not always good. Science is not playing God. First of all, there's no God, and second of all. God wouldn't allow it to happen They're, if they were not supposed to. If there's no God, then they are playing God, and that's even worse, because yeah. God at least has rules. Uh, if this whole thing just goes burning down in the most weird, creative, odd way. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But I am afraid of, like, you know, Skynet, nuclear fallout. No, it's all good. Clone armies. I mean, nuclear fallout. No, no, no. Because as soon as we know how to clone, people are going to opt how to build their babies, and they're all going to be white and blue-eyed. The uh, earth is going to be disgusting. I don't think so. Yeah, because the only people who can afford it will be rich white people. Yeah, but they're going to make white people anyways. They're not They're not going around and being like, oh, if I could have a white baby, but I can't if I go sleep with this person, so I better just sleep with my sister again. Yeah, they are just going to do that. Yeah. In their, in their bunkers after the fallout. Yeah. And besides, you could have a kid with two wieners. Maybe. Now that I'm into <laughs> Two wieners, three vaginas <laughs> on every kid that's born. That's two in the stink and another one in the pink. Yeah. And I've got, I think, a couple more left over. Where would you like them? Every kid born, two dicks, three vaginas. <laughs> They're going to figure it out. Yeah. I actually am looking forward to the future now. <laughs> um, the, the actual last thing I had is that there's a bunch of pterodactyl research that's coming out recently. Ooh. Because they recently discovered that there's this long expanse of reefs, or there was, it's gone now. There used to be a long expanse of reefs and small islands and shallow water in between the Mediterranean and Southeast Asia that a bunch of pterosaurs used to just hop around and live in. That's cool. So they're finding a bunch of specimens and a bunch of new pterodactyl type species that they haven't seen before. Just and like, like fossils and their bones and stuff? Yeah, they're finding a bunch of uh, fossils of pterosaurs that are like different sizes and different beak sizes. Yeah. And they think they have different, uh, um, what's that, they eat different shit. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, 
you can check that out. It looks like there's a, if you're a dinosaur nerd or a pterosaur nerd. Ha <laughs> ha. Bunch of info's coming out about that. There's a guy in my work who's got a bunch of like dinosaur models that are really, really nice that are on his desk. Yeah. And I was like, who sits there? And someone told me, like, oh, yeah, he spent like $250 on one of those things. I was like, fuck. What? And they're like. But they're cool as shit looking. Are they bones or they have skin and They like skin and stuff, but oh, man. I don't know. The models are probably some of the best models I think I've ever seen. Of Dinosaurs are badass. They're so cool. I'm still an eight-year-old kid. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, but how could you not? They're badass. They're cool as shit. Yeah. And I just want a big pterodactyl. Oh, that actually reminds me. I didn't want to forget, uh, after the uh, the Popple Truths, I got to talking with uh, with uh, uh, Putter Popper. Popper. Oh, yeah? And he was actually stoked because, come to find out, he is a pterosaur genius. Well. The sexual organs of the pterosaurs would have fit together nicely, much like perhaps a puzzle would, or maybe even the way your mom likes it. Um, as far as anyone can tell, the screaming sounds that would be emitted from the genitals is what would really distinguish this species from other flying animals from their time. So that's Putter's uh, <laughs> contribution to today's episode. What an asshole. Like your mother. <laughs> So he just wanted to add, because once he heard what the topic was about, he's like, you know, I know a lot about pterosaurs. He wanted to add to it. Yeah. Apparently their genitals screamed. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That's nah, news to me. I trust him. Sounds like a trustworthy poffle. You learned it off of popple time on people time. Hey, that's a real collaboration right there. But we'll never get with popple time. Fuck them. I'm so sick of hearing about popple time. I'm going to kill all of them. They're a bunch of popple files. <laughs> <laughs> I hope y'all learned a lot about science Yeah, thanks for listening to another episode of People Time We hope that you enjoyed the information And uh, go ahead and hit subscribe, hit like, comment us If you'd like to send us any information or people that you'd like us to do People Time on Requests! Let us know We'll probably get to it eventually after the 200 that we have uh, Maybe we'll jump yours in front, maybe we like you who knows? Honest to God, if you make a request that we're like stoked about, we do it right away. Oh yeah. If we're a little bit uh, 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 intimidated by the length or the topic, it takes a minute. We're working on it. Yeah. We literally are working on it. It's we do. And it's just as we get more requests than we can put out uh, episodes. It takes a lot of research, but it's true. We do love the requests. We love you guys, dabblers, oh. and we'll see you guys soon. Like next Monday. Yeah. Hey, thanks again for listening to one of our podcasts. Be sure to catch our next one that's coming out. Thank you. People time. People time. Hey, click on the next one and subscribe, bitch.